News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America. One voice, united we stand. We are America. We are the greatest nation in the world. A breath of fresh air. Common sense. Very impressive. He's articulate and he knows exactly what we need. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we are going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. We want you to be better informed and better inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, bye? I am doing well, thank you. Let me start with a question that I may have asked you before, but I'm not real clear. All right. And it was prompted by a caller, and that is, first, explain the nuclear option. And secondly, this particular caller, and I had no way of verifying this, said that if the bill from the Senate had gone back to the House with some modifications and then back to the Senate, then that would automatically allow them to hold some sort of uh, conference between the two, and then it could go to President Obama's desk. Um, well, if you're talking about the Homeland Defense situation, yeah. the um, yeah. usually, you know, when you pass a bill in the House, you pass a bill in the Senate, you go work out your differences in a conference committee. Uh, but in this case, the Democrats actually used a filibuster to block that. Um, it doesn't happen that often. A couple of years ago, when the Democrats were in charge, the Republicans blocked the Democrats from going, uh, asking for a conference on the budget resolution. So, you know, I, I, you can find some examples on both sides, but that's why they didn't have an official House-Senate because conference. Because you can filibuster the bill, and therefore you can't get it to conference You committee. can filibuster the motion to go to conference, yeah. It's sort of an oddity about the Senate is that you need 60 votes for pretty much everything, even procedural maneuvers like something simple right. of going to conference on a bill to start formal House-Senate negotiations. Now, people who are saying, well, you should use the nuclear option, I get that, that people are saying that. You know, again, um, I, I think institutionally it was probably a mistake for the Democrats to use the nuclear option to reduce the 60 votes on nominations, because I think what's going to happen sooner or later is the Republicans or the Democrats will then move to uh, use the nuclear option to get rid of the filibuster on legislation and a lot of other things. It, it makes the Senate a different place. Uh, but I get that, you know, for a long time, the only groups that have been calling for the nuclear option on legislation have been liberal groups. But now we have a lot of conservative groups joining in, so we'll have to see what happens. The, the bottom line is, yes, the GOP leadership could have done that, but then the bill would have been vetoed right. by the president. So just having the nuclear option on legislation does not guarantee that you get bills put into law. Now, let me make sure I understand this part. The majority in the Senate can vote to reduce the 60 count vote to a simple majority no actually you can't the way that what they did the democrats was they didn't really change the rules quote unquote they changed the interpretation of the rules to actually change a rule in the senate you need a two-thirds majority you need sixty seven votes to actually change the rules right so what happened in the sense of the nuclear option is that the rules of the senate weren't really changed quote unquote but the precedents that are used to interpret the rules, those were changed to allow only a 51 uh, vote, uh, a simple majority instead of 60. For certain things. Now Just for nominations, not including Supreme Court nominations. How did they put, wait a minute, for nominations but not Supreme Court nominations? Yeah, exactly. Now, 
I don't get how they could stretch the interpretation for that, and the Republicans couldn't stretch the interpretation for what they wanted to do. Oh, they can if they want. Okay. I mean, it's just a question of if you want to do that. Uh, the Republican leadership, I don't think, ever seriously considered using the nuclear option in this case. I mean, you have to remember, too, that they just went through a period when they condemned the Democrats for using the nuclear option. And there were a number of Republican senators who, when we would ask them in the hallway if they thought of then using it themselves, they looked at us like we were crazy and said, no, we just spent several years condemning the Democrats for using that. There's no reason for us to turn around and then use it ourselves. Well, what I'm hearing from callers is that, you know, the Republicans are either going to make the Democrats mad at them or they're going to make their voters mad at them. And right now, their voters are mad at them. Well, I mean, you can you can do the nuclear option, but, I mean... It doesn't matter because the president is still down there and can veto everything. Exactly. But here's the other point that has come out from some of the discussions and some of the calls. They would rather see the president make that choice because then they could make the case that the president is choosing uh, illegals over uh, national defense through the DHS. The fact that's what some people were hoping would happen with a Republican control of Congress, the House and the Senate, is that it would force President Obama to veto a lot of those bills. Not but, the way the founders set up the system, it, it, uh, not unless you've got 60 votes all the time in the Senate. It's just not going to happen. Now, where does the 60 vote thing? Is that that's not constitutional? It's just no, a, it's a rule of the Senate. Rule used to of be, the Senate. Uh, in in uh, the early practice, there was no way to stop a filibuster. They used to have filibusters in the House, too, until they changed the rules right. and started using uh, the previous question, which is derived from uh, British parliamentary law. Um, the, the Senate uh, had filibusters, real filibusters, up until 1919. They changed the rule in order to approve the Versailles Treaty after World War One, and limited it to uh, back then it was two thirds of those uh, of the of the Senate. Uh, ultimately, that became 67 votes that you needed once we got 50 states. And then in the aftermath of Watergate, the Democrats uh, forced through a rule change that changed that down to just 60 votes because they felt like that uh, 67 was too hard to overcome. And ever since then, then there's been calls, mainly by common cause in a lot of liberal groups, to do away with the filibuster on legislation. You know, you can go ahead and do that. I, I think both parties would regret that in the end, because what it would allow then is a simple majority of, you know, 50, uh, 51 to 49 to make dramatic changes in legislation every couple of years when one party goes in and one party goes out. But I, I, I unfortunately believe that that's where we're headed, probably, because the Democrats took that first step on the nuclear option with some nominations. Well, the other point that has come up today relative to this whole issue is that this way, Obama and the Democrats got what they wanted, so they're going to use the same tactic for any and everything else that comes up. Yeah, well, that's why you need 60 votes in the Senate. Just because the Republicans took over the Senate doesn't give them carte blanche to do whatever they want. Just like, you know, I think what a lot of people don't realize is the Democrats are doing right now to the Republicans what the Republicans did to them in the Senate for a number of years. Right. I mean, it's they use the same rules the same way to make the Democrats jump through all the hoops and blocked all kinds of things. I mean, for example, it was two years ago right now, the Democrats wanted to go to a conference on the budget resolution, and the Republicans blocked that. 
I'm not saying it's right or wrong or just because one is equal to the other, but the rules have been there and they've been used by uh, the Republicans. And we're seeing what I always talk about when we go from a majority-minority flip like that. One party that uh, talked about how much they hated the filibuster and actually moved to use the nuclear option now wraps themselves in the filibuster like it's the greatest thing in the world. And the party that loved the filibuster now talks openly about getting rid of it only because where they are in the U.S. Senate. Right. Now, with the Keystone vote, it didn't have... How many votes did it have? And they the got 62, uh, 62 yesterday. But the president vetoed it. Yeah, and, and so that was that was short of the 67 needed to override, or six, yesterday was only 66 because only 99 members voted, but that was short of the two-thirds uh, uh, majority needed to override the president's veto. So that bill is now dead. If they're going to send that back to the president, they'd have to start all over again in the House of Representatives and approve that, get it through the Senate, send it down to the president. But remember, it took a full month to get even with you know here's the thing people say well let's get rid of the the nuclear option and you know get rid of the filibuster even with 60 plus votes on the keystone xl oil pipeline it took a month for the senate to get that bill through that's right. how much you can slow down the process in the u.s senate so it's it's a much different animal than the house of representatives where you can do something in an afternoon and do it over and over again uh, you know, you have to, in the Senate, you have to pick and choose as to what you want to fight for, because the, the minority, if, uh, if they really want to, they can really louse things up and slow you down. Speaking of fight for, what's the next fight coming down the pike between the House and the Senate? Well, uh, the budget resolution will have to be rolled out pretty soon in both the House and Senate by Republicans. The uh, Looking at the calendar right now, as we look at the rest of the month of March, the Congress, uh, the House is out next week, and then they're in for two weeks, the week of the 16th and the 23rd. And then Congress will be gone uh, uh, around Easter for two weeks. So those last two weeks of this month, starting Monday the 16th and Monday the 23rd, those two weeks, the Congress is going to have to come forward with uh, the Republican plans. It's just an overarching budget framework. It's not all the details of the budget. It's called the budget resolution. But they're going to have to come forward with that very soon, mark that up in their committees, and then get it to the floors of the House and Senate to vote on those last couple of days before lawmakers leave. Uh, uh, to get out of town for the Easter break. So that'll be the big thing that's coming up. And I think it's one reason, actually, why the Speaker wanted to clear the decks of the fight over the Department of Homeland Security funding bill was because it was starting to overshadow almost everything that the Republicans were doing here. How does the head of the EPA, I can't remember her name right now. Gina McCarthy. Yeah, she was doing a some sort of testimony yesterday. Was she defending her budget proposal? You know, I don't know. I was. I. I. I uh, she might have been. We were having all kinds of budget hearings going on. It's possible. I was doing that Supreme Court thing yesterday, okay, so I didn't catch right. her up on the Hill. Yeah, because she was there talking about, you know, money needed for the EPA, and they've got a big chunk in there for quote unquote climate change and all of that. And uh, they were grilling her pretty good, just based upon a couple of sound bites that I saw on the news. Yeah, no, all the uh, all the it's a separate track here, and it's very confusing and. And it also, I think, it wastes a lot of time and probably needs to be reorganized. But there's there's multiple tracks that go on on the budget. First, you've got those hearings, like you mentioned there, that are going on on a daily basis now for the appropriations committees in both the House and Senate. Later this year, they'll start moving those individual spending bills. There's a dozen of them in both uh, chambers that fund the operations of the federal government. Then you also have the budget resolution, which sets the overall kind of spending 
you know, the plan of uh, Republicans, in this case, in both the House and Senate. And within that, if they want to have anything on budget reconciliation, they can authorize that through the budget resolution. Then you also have a third step in there sometimes, which is what's called the authorizing bills, where the Congress can pass actual policy measures to change things, in, in, you know, uh, like the talk about making changes in the immigration uh, policy and more that then are applied to those different departments and not through the budget process. So all that going on, but a lot of that work just not happening right now because a lot of other things have been overshadowing it. Now, is all of this in reference to for the next fiscal year? Exactly, for the fiscal year that starts October the 1st. And the last time that the Congress got all their budget bills done by September the 30th was... 1996. Yeah, I think I remember that. And I don't think they'll get it done on time again this year. No, not 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 hardly. No. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. All right, see you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Herman Cain on the radio every day. Herman Cain on demand at hermancain.com. Click, click on Cain 24 seven. Coming up, rapid fire. You get a minute on the Herman Cain Show. Eleven nineteen.